tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Welcome to the second Sunday of Vestember. I see that absolutely nobody, well, there's a few who are catching on, but we're thankful for that. Anyways, most importantly, welcome to the second Sunday of Advent. We're glad that you're here. We want to right now dismiss our kids, uh, ages zero to sixth grade, to head over to their classes. Miss Lorena is waiting, and their other teachers are waiting there, and they would love to see you in that. But we're glad you're here this morning, this uh, wonderful second Sunday of Advent where we're celebrating and anticipating the celebration of Jesus' birth and, and all that Jesus means. Um, we can agree with the angels that announce the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Uh, our Savior, Savior from the corrosive reality of sin, who is Messiah, this perfect prophet who communicates God's will, this wonderful priest who connects us to God, and an amazing king who provides a right leadership and direction we need. All that from one person, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, born in David's city, Bethlehem, because both his mom and his stepdad were from the kingly heritage of David. What a gift, an incredible gift that God has given to us and the gift that keeps giving. For as we know him more and move under his rule, life his way, a great gift from God is experienced in such an awesome way. Well, I have a gift for somebody this morning. Anybody like a gift? Yeah, well, I'm gonna give it to John over here. So here you go. It's a gift for you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. You can reach in there. Go ahead. You can reach in there and, and open it. Come on. Just, aren't you excited about that? It's a multi-tool. Look at that. Oh, pretty cool. I have one just like it. You know, I love, I love tools like this because you can whip it around and now it becomes a pair of pliers and a pair of wire cutters. And there's knives on here. There's bottle openers over here. There's even scissors. Uh, you can use all kinds of things. And the reality of this... Um, multi-tool is that you need to kind of know all of its features to know how valuable it is, right? The other day I was trying to, um, uh, well, actually this morning even, uh, this, this podium was loose and I thought, oh, and I noticed there, there's a big giant screw on here that needs a, uh, like a screwdriver to, to pull it. And I, I got out my multi-tool because I knew that there was a screwdriver right on here that I could use. Ooh. Yeah. Don't you wish you had one now? Yeah, well, this is mine, and I'm excited about that. Well, the reality is it's the same way with Jesus. Uh, it's knowing about him and then putting to use what we know. Isaiah the prophet, in a, in a dark time of Israel, sought to encourage them and us in knowing about Messiah Jesus, knowing about him so that they would put their hope and find their peace in the gift of Messiah. And that we would look at Jesus um, and find that same hope and peace in life. And the, all the benefits and blessings that come from knowing him. In Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, it gives us seven truths about God, about the gift of God in Jesus that keeps on giving. 
For knowing and applying the truths of Jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. And so I'd like for us to look this morning at these seven truths. But before we do, I want you to please stand with me. Let me read to you these two verses in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven. And then we'll pray. Please stay standing through prayer, please. Here is God's word. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his dominion to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this day forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the truth of this passage and all that it means, this multi-tool of Jesus and all that he means to us. God, may we this morning, as we look into this passage and see these seven realities of truths of who Jesus is, Lord, may they bring comfort to our soul knowing that he is this incredible, wonderful Messiah, leader, Jesus. And Lord, challenge us, draw us ever closer to him, we pray in the name of Jesus, amen. You can have a seat. And again, if you're listening online, sorry you're just listening, uh, you can tune in later and see the video. Uh, Unfortunately, a um, piece of equipment malfunctioned this morning. Thank you. And, uh, and that, but I want to encourage you to, to tune in if you want to tune in later to watch the video as well. But uh, inside your worship folder, and you can find these online as well, uh, is our worship folder inside that. If you fold over the cover, there's some blanks to fill in. You can follow along. There's a lot of extra verses I'll be using, and so I encourage you to, to pick up our study guide that's in the lobby area. Out these double doors, turn right, and there's a desk there, welcome desk and that, and, and on that, there's a resource opportunity, and these will be there if you're online. These are also found on our website. You can do that. I encourage you to peruse our website, uh, whether you're here or online at times, because there's a lot of good helps for that. And I want to encourage you also to pick up one of our devotionals, uh, Advent devotionals. Uh, it's called The Gift. There's a lot of uh, great uh, study material in there that you can look for, and, and it will help you as you move along in that. And there's also a link on our, podca- on our uh, website for our podcast. We do most each week where we delve deeper and some uh, encouraging things are being said at that time. I encourage you to do that. Well, Isaiah is another prophet sent by God. And, and actually, you can look inside the devotional uh, for that, and it gives you some background about the prophet Isaiah. But Isaiah, this other prophet sent by God to Israel to communicate God's message, uh, challenging and encouraging them to trust in the Lord. I, Isaiah prophesied during uh, some tough times of Israel's history, He prophesied before the uh, Babylonian exile and captivity because they were captivated by uh, Babylonian, the Babylonian kingdom because they had not followed God's law and said, God said, okay, you're gonna suffer the consequences of your sin and they were taken into exile. Uh, Isaiah prophesied before then saying, hey, follow God so this doesn't happen. They chose not to and it happened. And then during the exile, Isaiah prophesied about how to live, Jeremiah as well, how to live in this incredibly intense time for Israel. And then after they were freed from that exile, living in there, Isaiah also prophesied and helped them to follow God's will. Now in Isaiah chapter nine, Isaiah is speaking to Judah. Now Israel, just like us, had issues. They were supposed to be one united kingdom. And instead, 
family squabbles happened and the kingdom divided. There was Judah in the north. Uh, Samaria was kind of the focal point of that. And then there was uh, Jerusalem in, in the south. And then they were mostly surrounded by Jerusalem and they were divided between the northern and southern kingdoms. And Isaiah is speaking specifically to the northern kingdom here. And it was a time when Israel's enemies were tightening their grip and, it was, and, and, they were, and these enemies were growing stronger and they were wondering, Israel was wondering if God even cared. Now, I don't know if you go through struggles and wonder that same things, but sometimes we do. And we hit difficulties in our life and we pray and we know that God hears our prayers but we wonder why this is happening and we sometimes even wonder God are you are you even there for us and some of us have felt that before so God sent them Isaiah speaking the truth of God and here in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 to 7 Isaiah gives them these seven truths about this gift of God that is coming that even when he's not there yet he can hope they can hope in him just like we, even though this was 2,000 years ago, we can hope now because Jesus is still alive. But these truths about God's gift, that when we believe on them and apply them to life, they will be, we will experience hope and love and joy and peace, all these elements that Advent brings to us. For knowing and applying the truths of Jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. And so the first of these seven truths about Jesus is that he is a child, a son, but also Emmanuel. Isaiah 6, verse 1. For to us a child is born, a son is given. A child, a son means one who will be fully human. And Jesus was fully human. But also God himself. If you have your Bible and you can turn over to Isaiah Chapter 7 now, verse 14, a very important name comes out in this one. Isaiah seven fourteen. therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. So Isaiah is talking about this way back in chapter 7. There's going to be a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Hmm, sounds like Mary. It, it is Mary. And shall call his name Emmanuel. And we know from the, the Gospel of Matthew that Emmanuel means God with us. That this child will be born and, 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 and it will be God with us. That God, in the, squeezing himself into the tininess of a human being, will be with us. See, we're not abandoned or discarded or forgotten or invisible. God knows us. I keep referring all the time to Psalm 139 because it talks of the intimacy God has with us. He knows our thoughts before it comes every word out of our mouth before it comes out. And it says we are knit together inside of our mom and he's intimately acquainted with all of our ways and is with us. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you, God says. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is with us. Whether we feel him or not or see him or not, God is with us. De Deuteronomy 31.8, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you and he will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be not dismayed. Don't put, move to that place where you feel utterly alone because the God of the universe says from the power of the truth of his scripture that he is with you. You're not left alone 
You're not abandoned. God has not turned his back on you, nor will he ever. There is no sin that you can fathom in your life that God will leave you. Now, you may turn your back on him and not experience the fullness of his presence, but he is there. All we need to do is turn around to experience him. Some of you may need to turn around. Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen? Amen. Woo, man, that is good news, that he is Emmanuel. One of the greatest prayers you can pray when you're struggling is, Emmanuel, let me feel your presence. One of the things that I, I, this week has been horrible. It's been horrible because there are people in the hospital. There's been a couple of deaths, some difficulty things. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to comfort people and encourage people. And the only thing I've got to say is that you're not alone. The God of the universe is with you. No matter the depths of your, your pain or your suffering, that God is with you. And not only that, he understands us because he's a son, he's a child. Squeezing himself, like I said, in the tiniest of human being, he lived among us. He knows the human experience and what it's like to feel frustrated or like to feel temptation and emotional hurt and hunger and physical pain. Jesus experienced conflict, injustice, persecution, hate against him, and abandonment. And even though he offered just what people needed, they turned away from him. And he even faced and went through death. Now we know he didn't stay dead. <laughs> he rose and that truth is reality is very present for us today. This is amazing news for the disheartened that God is with us and that he understands our human struggles. So utilize this truth of who Jesus is and know he is with you always and lean into him trust him and, and and to walk with you through whatever you're going through nothing is too little or too great god is with you trust in the truth of that the word of god is so clear on that open up to his comfort and follow his ways for knowing and applying the truths of jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. Let's look at the next truth of Jesus found in this amazing passage. If you're in Isaiah 7, go back to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, and it goes on to say that, that, the, that the government shall be on his shoulders. See, Jesus is not just a teacher or a rescuer. He is leader. He is sovereign. He's king. And we talked much about this last week, for Jesus is not just a... a, a the right ruler to follow. He is, he is Messiah. And not only for the, the Jews, but, but, but for his empire that is forever expanding for every person that comes to faith in him and enters into his kingdom. And he is that leader, Lord, that prophet, priest, and king. Jesus will and has set up a government, a dominion, a rule, a way of life under Jesus' teachings, his guidelines, his way of living, a government that is 
just and right. As if you go down to verse seven, it says that the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it with, and, and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. It will be just and right, not like we see in our world today. God will at one point set up this nation uh, and, 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 and bless it, uh, set up a nation under him and bless it Israel was the start of that nation, that, that, that Israel, through Israel, would bless the whole world. Genesis 12, 2, it says, and I will make you, Israel, a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And that major blessing as Messiah came out of that family, that nation. That blessing was to show the world that there is a God and out of that would come Messiah, this one who will be the best king, the best ruler ever, who has and and will set up this ever-growing empire government on his shoulders, meaning he is given responsibility and the ability to be able to do that. The angel Gabriel announced this when she announced Messiah's birth and when she was talking to Mary, if you want to turn to that, it's Matthew chapter 1, verses 30 and 31. Excuse me, Matthew, Luke, Matthew, where did I go? Luke chapter one, verses 30 and 31, 31 and 32. And behold, Gabriel's talking to Mary. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He is Jesus, but he's also called Emmanuel and he will be great and we call the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. Every single ruler that we have comes and goes, but Jesus will not. And on his shoulders, he carries his cross, that he might have the opportunity, that we might have the opportunity to be freed from the slavery of sin. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, he himself bore our sins on on his body on the tree, that's the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. And when we come to faith, it's a choice to place ourselves under Jesus' rule, his government, a citizen of his country. Colossians 2, 10, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So the question is, are we following his governmental rule? Are we following his leadership? (laughs) Um, My washing machine broke a couple of weeks ago. Don't feel too bad. It it gave me 16 years of, I think I figured out some 5,000 plus loads of laundry. Well, I, I'm fairly mechanical. I can take apart most anything. Putting them back together is a little challenge, but I'm fairly mechanical, and I figured I could tackle this thing. So Jericho, my son-in-law, and I sat down there, and we started lifting it up, put, putting it, opening it up, and trying to figure everything out. And we could figure things out, but we came to an impasse because neither of us are appliance mechanics. We needed some help. So naturally, we Googled uh, and got YouTube videos to say how to take this apart and what might be missing and all the different problems, and we figured it out. And we actually put it back together and started it up and it was not happening. (laughs) 
evidently the part had worn out. We need to buy a new one. But I just figured, okay, this is time to get that. The, the, the point is, is that though we think we know a lot about life, we're fairly adept at life. Take a breath in, a breath out, you're alive. And you've been through a number of years and you figure you may have this thing of life wired, but you still need help. There are issues and things and just the reality of living life we need to consult our ruler, our leader, and that's Jesus. Sure, we could have gone and done, tried this wash machine all by ourselves, but we needed to humble ourselves and we got to a point of desperation where we needed help. And sometimes it takes that for us because we don't seem to turn to him without desperation. But life is complicated and we could use some help, a leader like Jesus, that perfect leader to guide us through to be able to thrive in life as he desires. And all it takes for us is to place ourselves under his leadership, to actually take in the words of God and apply them to our life as truth. Boy, we looked at those manuals, looked them over and over again. Okay, do this, do this, this, and it worked. It's the same with Jesus. When we actually apply his word, even though it sounds contrary, what do you need? I need to be humble before I'm actually esteemed? Yes. I, I need to give and be generous when there's a world is so stingy? Yes. There are a lot of things that seem counterculture because Jesus' kingdom is different. And we need to follow him and his rule. So the question is, are you? Are we? For knowing and applying the truths of Jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. This is amazing news for all who need direction or seeking purpose and meaning in life. What a great gift that keeps on giving. The next few truths of Jesus are described in names of Messiah Jesus. Go back to, you're in Luke 1, go back to Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7, and let's look at these names. The first is, a child is born to us, a son is given, the government should be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called first Wonderful Counselor. Jesus is a supernatural source of extraordinary wisdom that is true and right and good and godly, giving us what we need to thrive in life. There is so much out there telling us what to do. So many other influencers trying to influence us to go a certain way. But Jesus can be that great source to follow. It does take a, a humility, a willingness to listen and the attention and energy to actually apply what Jesus is teaching. Proverbs 2, 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. <laughs> like my washing machine story, we could have just never tried to seek somebody else's wisdom and yet we needed it. We had no clue because we were desperate. Really, God put us together. God is the author of life and the creator. It makes sense to go to him and to use his wisdom. The truth that Jesus is wonderful counselor is amazing news to all of us because we all need guidance. It's not just knowing it. It's then taking what we've learned about Jesus and about his way of life and actually applying it to forgive others, to love our neighbor, to worship God, 
to serve him. All of those wonderful truths in that and applying them to our life for knowing and applying the truths of Jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. Let's keep turning to his wisdom. Another name and truth of Messiah Jesus is that he is mighty God, wonderful counselor, mighty God. Jesus is divinely strong and powerful. That word description, mighty, is a word that means strong, a powerful leader, a hero, a warrior, a champion, valiant. I love Deuteronomy 10, 17. It says, for the Lord your God is the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribes. He is who he is and that's who he is and you can't change him. Jesus demonstrated that power, that might, not in overthrowing Rome, Roman rule as the disciples thought and hoped. And one day Jesus will conquer all human forces who dare to defy him. But Jesus was and is victorious over the battle of sin. The enemy's plans to hold people captive to sin. When he died on that cross and said, it is finished, the word literally means it's paid in full, the debt is paid, and we can be free from sin. And he accentuated that by raising from the dead on that third day. You are free from sin when you come to faith in Jesus. That's a truth you can count on all the way into heaven. Woo. It is, God. Yeah, amen is right. The enemy's plans to hold us captive to sin, Jesus took care of those. He cast out demons. He freed people from sin-induced disease. He caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, and he even raised the dead. Jesus is our mighty king, and there is no power greater than him. He can walk on water. He can calm the storm. He has defeated the enemy and the power of sin when he died on the cross. Jesus is our mighty God. Let's move under his power And not just know it, but actually trust in it. Base your life on it. The truths that are found about him and his word, you can count on them as if the sun will rise in the morning. They are true, and if we follow them, we will be blessed. For knowing and applying the truths of Jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. Amazing news for all who live in this treacherous world. As well, Jesus is an everlasting father, mighty, mighty God, wonderful counselor, everlasting father. Jesus will care for his people forever as a father cares for his children. He's a benevolent protector. In Isaiah 22, verse 21, it says, Messiah will be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the house of Judah. In Job 29, 16, as God interacts with Job as he is trying to understand his own suffering, God says, I am and was a father to the needy. As well, that father in the parable of the prodigal son, really it should be called the parable of the lost sons. Really it should be called the parable of the amazing father. Because you know the story, Pastor Jericho talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There was a, a, a father who had two sons. One of them said, Dad, I just want you to, as if you were dead, I want to take half of my inheritance go and spend it. And he did on wine, women, and song. And then he realized that he needed to come back to his father because he knew how loving his father was. And as he came back, here's what the father did. The father saw him a, a long distance. He didn't coil back with his arms held. He took off running, which was so undignified for a man to do in that culture. 
and he ran after his son. He didn't scold him or, or tell him how bad he was. He embraced him and he accepted him and he loved on him. That story tells more about God than it does the prodigal. That he runs after, he forgives, he invites in, he blesses, and he restores. Yet we have to be willing to place ourselves under the father's care and parenting. If you know the story of the two sons, one still never came in. He was the one who did stay with the father the whole time, but his heart was not with him because he never came in. It's placing ourselves under the father's care and parenting seeking to live a life that's pleasing to him, not to us, but to God. To say, God, I want to please you with my life. And maybe that's not taking the job that I thought I was to get more money so that I can be rich and famous. Maybe it is, I don't know, but it's to follow his will and his leading. For we can just know, but yet knowing and applying the truth of Jesus avails what it needed to thrive in life. Amazing news for all who are alone and unappreciated. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace is the next name of Jesus, Messiah. In a world full of disasters and conflicts and wars and more, it's difficult to see that Jesus is our all-powerful God who acts in human history to the embodiment of peace. And yet, political harmony and physical safety are not the main kind of peace Jesus brings. He first brings peace within our sin. Our sin that we were born into puts us at strife with God. And yet through Jesus and what he did on the cross to be that atoning sacrifice for our sin, he made it possible that when we believe, we can experience that shalom, peace in our life. Now, I know many of you have made that decision to come and believe that you're sinful and that you need a savior and it's Jesus. Some others of you are, are seeking and that's why we have created these packets. And, and inside them, there's some booklets to help you understand the Prince of Peace, to understand why we need a savior. And there's a letter written in there from me to you to say, hey, here's how you can come to faith in Jesus. And I would encourage you, if you are seeking don't take it for somebody else, but if you're seeking, pick up one of these packets and, and roll through that. If you have questions, you can interact with us, but, but seek him and find him and you will experience that great reality. Romans 5.10 says, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son Jesus, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved from his, by his life. Jesus made peace with God available but also once we believe, we're implanted with seeds of peace that grow in us as we follow Jesus' way. It's one of the aspects of the, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, and 23, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That those seeds are implanted in us when we come to faith in him and the, and the Spirit begins to grow those in our life and we will experience that peace that surpasses understanding that Jesus puts into our life when we follow him. The key is to be mindful and be listening to the Spirit's coaching in our life who grows in those things in us. And 
we have to be willing to follow. If you're gonna go to a coach for something, whether it's to learn how to do a better golf swing or to be a better in business or to whatever coach you need uh, in, in some sport, you have to listen to the coach for it to make, dif- make a difference. The same way it is with God's spirit. We have to be willing to listen to him, to follow his leading. Much of what he has to say is right in God's word and he will help apply it to our life. And as we study them, we hear the spirit leading. That's the spirit work in our life. As a matter of fact, that's why I love the way we do these devotionals that, that talk about, it, it, we go through this, this um, acronym SOAP, S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer, because it helps us interact with the Holy Spirit to listen to his coaching, because we need that coaching. And he will guide us and direct us in life, and those verses will pop out for what we need at the moment. But it can't happen, but you're just sitting there. <laughs> There's some interactiveness with the Scripture that needs to happen. See, knowing is something, but knowing and applying the truths of Jesus is what avails what we need to thrive in life. Amazing news for all who lack peace in this life and with God. One last truth of Messiah Jesus is that God will do this. Look at, look at uh, the, verse seven, or let me just read the whole passage, six and seven. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and evermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Not brought on by any other means, but by God alone. Amazing news for all of us that our passionate Chesed driven, and you know that's my favorite word, chesed, it's the word of loving kindness you'll find in the Old Testament. It's that ever-flowing, always-present love of God that keeps going, that never leaves us, never forsakes us, is always right there. And like we've said, all we need to do with experience is to turn towards him. It's what we need to, to thrive in life. We need to be open to all, and it's open to all who receive and interact with the gift of Jesus. God's done it. It's right there. If the tool is going to be useful, we got to figure out how to use it. All the different elements to it, it's there. These multi-tools are great. They have what is needed. Like I said, even this morning, I was able to use it. A gift that keeps giving. This one is in the glove box of my car. And I, I love it because I constantly need some kind of tool. Uh, and it was helpful. Jesus is way more than a multi-tool. A great gift of God, full of blessings and benefits that keep giving. For Jesus is that child, human understanding us, but also Emmanuel, God with us. And the government's on his shoulders. He's wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. He's prince of peace. And God is gonna establish all of this. Seven, truths of Messiah Jesus, this gift from God that keeps giving. A gift to both know and to rely on for knowing and applying the truths of Jesus avails what is needed to thrive in life. My hope and my prayer is that you pick up Jesus, this great gift, and utilize that. Will you pray with me? Father God, as we just listened to Isaiah in the midst of the turmoil as the enemies encroaching in and there's difficulty all around He gives them this truth of this one who is coming that we know to have already come. 
And yet this amazing God squeezed into the tininess of a human being that is Emmanuel, where the government rests on your shoulders, who is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, all established by you, God. And we are forever grateful. But we know that no tool is useful unless it's actually used. And Lord, we want to interact with you and we want to engage you in all of those elements to trust you when we're going through difficulty, to lean into you, to find direction in life, to actually pattern life your way. Lord, we have no idea how to do that. And yet, Lord, you make it available through your spirit to give us understanding as we delve into your word, just like I was looking at those YouTube videos to help me understand how to do fix my washing machine. Way more with you, God. Help us in that, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen.